0: Hey out there everybody and welcome to Caffeination (laughs) 523. This is the 522nd edition, or 23rd edition rather, that's what the 3 stands for. Here at the Caffeination Podcast we are direct live to hard drive down here in the Caffeination layer. It is absolutely wonderful to be with you here this week. I am Paul.
1: This is Steve.
0: And we are attempting to bring you the manly edition here at the show. That's correct? That is correct. Well, we're going to see if we what we can do. It was originally going to be called Skulls, but we had a lot of other fun things that happened along the way, and I had to kind of, uh,
1: we had to man up. That's right.
0: So uh, we have some fun manly things to talk about. We have some a lot of uh, caffeine culture and uh, technology news to dispense onto you. We have the uh, sections as follows, and I quote, we got the Geek Cruft section, Steve's word. Uh, We got food and caffeinated bits and then the final thought, which I actually really dig tonight. I think that's going to be a fun one to, to, to play around with. Um, A lot of really fun things happened this past week. We both have a couple little updates on that. You are, of course, listening to the Caffeination Podcast, and if you're in the chat room right now, you're watching the Caffeination Podcast. The Caffeination can be found lovingly nestled along with all of its little episodic friends over at www.caffination.com. If you are looking to get in touch with us, you can get in touch with me at paul at caffeination.com.
1: Or get me at steve at caffeination.com.
0: That's pretty much the easiest way to get a hold of us. You can also email the show in general, general, at uh, caffeination at gmail.com. If you are looking for the live show, roughly 9.30, uh, we are around 15 minutes late tonight. Give or take <laughs> about twenty minutes on that. Uh but you know, we we try and hit nine thirty, nine thirty Eastern stand, I think we're still standard time. Uh, next next week will be daylight. Yes. Yes, uh daylight savings times this weekend. You know, make sure you mark your uh your calendars, your clocks, make sure all your uh, lovely little gadgets and gadgets are ready to go on that one. Right. But uh yeah, nine thirty live dot dot com and you will find us our smiling faces. Right here at the uh, wonderful little, uh, down in the caffeination layer. We we try and spruce it up a little for you. I got a little poster back on the uh, the lovely little wall board. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're trying to work on the studio, slowly but surely. We're getting there. I am slow and don't call me Shirley. A little bit hazy, never lazy, and often very crazy. There you go. So that's what we had going for this week. Uh, what would you do, Geeky, this week, good sir?
1: Uh, let's see, I finished uh, playing uh, Darkness 2. which uh, turned out pretty well, uh, which we'll get into later. And I started reading a book on my Kindle Fire at World War Z, which is based upon a zombie apocalypse. That's pretty pretty
0: awesome. Pretty awesome. Uh, Geeky this week for me was a little bit different. I actually, uh, my son got to pick his own little gift from uh, uh, Toys R Us this past couple weeks, Mm -hmm. and he picked a Lego kit. It's the Lego Buzz Lightyear spaceship set. So we've been building it the past couple nights. Uh, currently has a little bit of parts left. 254 parts wow. to it. So there were two different bags in there, and there were bags, of course, within bags and all that. So uh, he's like, wow, there's a lot of little pieces. And then, of course, all he wanted to do is build the minfigs and <laughs> play with them. So it has Bud Light, Buzz Lightyear. It has Zerg. He calls Zerg Darth Vader, and I don't know whether or not to correct him on it. We'll let him go for now. Yeah, I mean, it's close enough. I mean, I am your father. <laughs> he does the whole nine yards. But uh, we also got a CNC up and running in work. It's loud. Uh, some weird things happen, and I don't know if I was getting one anyway, but I ended up with a migraine yesterday and it kind of carried over in today. Uh, I posted a video of the CNC up. You'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. And we had a spider baby incident here in uh, at, at the caffeination layer. Uh, my son has a wonderful inflatable Spider-Man that uh steve bought for him and uh yeah he was carrying it around then he uh, kind of left it off to the side and then my daughter picked it up and started calling it a baby and was putting the stroller started wheeling spider-man around in the in the thing and then uh, um she started calling him spider baby so there, there you go and here we are it was kind of a weird little uh, thing but it was kind of really <laughs> like sickeningly cute all at the same point in time Alright, uh, now that, that about wraps it up for Geeky this week. We're going to dive right on into some of the cool things. I'd like to send a huge thank you out to Paul Barton. He sent, us a, he sent me a wonderful invite to a great new website called GentleMint.com and uh, you have to see this. This is like Pinterest but for guys and it's not even like the normal uh, the Pinterest stuff where it's all kinds of you know, style and different things like that. This has everything from mustache grooming to tool cases to a barbecue Grill and one of my favorite things, which is probably already out of uh, view, out of view, is actually yeah, it's already gone. They had a bacon narwhal, so I I can't even remember where it is. There's all kinds of meat. There's there's there it is. All right, so we're gonna pull it up on the screen so you can here see the majesty that is a bacon narwhal. I have absolutely no clue what goes into making a bacon narwhal, but I need that. I know that it needs to be mine. So I I think narwhals are cool. I mean, hey, it's one of the only animals that has a single tusk out there. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I
1: think it involves bacon somehow.
0: It does. It's wrapped entirely <laughs> in bacon. <It> has <laughs> has little uh, garlic cloves for eyes. So that's pretty cool. All right. Uh, moving right along to the next little art uh very cool thing was the art of manliness which i showed steve tonight and i've been on for a little while i absolutely love this uh, this uh website they have everything that a man could possibly want and then a little bit more about how it. to be a true gentleman and uh has all kinds of fun stuff associated with that so if you have a chance you should head on over to gentleman and the art of com so you can check those two things out all right, now, the, the fun thing that happened to me this week was the uh, the CNC router, and I have it plugged in here. I don't know if this is actually going to work, but uh, you can see just a little bit. This thing cuts for hours at a time, so it's not just like, vit, 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 and then it's done like the laser cutter. Right. This sucker can run for four or five hours at a shot. so yeah, just that's just a little sample. That's all you really need. It can, it it is deafening in the room. We had hearing protection. I, I sent a picture in, uh, over to Norbert, but I had hearing protection on. I ended up with a dust mask because it was actually like powderizing the wood. So it wasn't even sawdust at that point. You just like it was like a nice fine cloud of it. Uh, it was it was unbelievable the amount of. Uh, you needed the eye protection, so I had goggles i had earplugs i had a uh i had a dust mask on the front it was a standard particulate mask that you use in any shop but you know the only thing i was needing was a hard hat right, right. since there's nothing above the head i really didn't have that problem but i thought it was i just wanted to share with the group so if you've ever wondered what a cnc router looks like a three axis massive cnc router there you go and here you are all right now the next story that we got up for you here is Mario and Portals. Now, my favorite game from Nintendo was Mario. Right, I, I love Mario. I like. I mean, heck, the the show's intro even has the the beginning of the Mario Brothers theme song, Super Mario Brothers, rather, not Mario Brothers. I don't. I don't even remember what the theme song to the original Mario Brothers was. I'd probably remember it if I heard it. It's one of those things that kind of picks up. But this is just a. Uh, Kind of an interesting little juxtaposition between Mario Brothers and Portal, which is another one of my absolute favorite games. So we I labeled it you know basically now you're shrooming with portals. Um, this is an insane mashup between Mario and, and Portals, and it basically takes you through the entire initial outlay of um, the original Super Mario Brothers, but it it lines it up with the portal gun in an 8-bit fashion. Uh, fashion. So, you know, you can shoot the portal all over the place. It actually has a level editor. You can change Mario's hat in it, which I think is a really funny and uh, kind of odd thing that you can do. And it has a whole bunch of other stuff. The video itself is brilliant. I mean, I, I, I think by far the the intro video, which is hosted over at caffeination.com if you get a chance. And the best part about this entire game, It's free. So, you can go over to, I think it was StabYourself.net or something really weird <laughs> yeah. uh, for a title. But you can go over there and actually get the whole thing for free. Yeah, it's StabYourself.net slash marry Zero. So, it's Mario. I personally like using Mario with the, the two parentheses because I think it looked a little bit better. But, yeah, I mean, it kind of looks like that. A
1: little bit. Yeah,
0: so, that's that's, that's about all I got on that one. <laughs> Um, Next little thing, which kind of went unnoticed, Uh, this happened roughly in the middle of last year, but a gentleman by the name of Raul Ayata, who's a Romanian uh, teenager, I guess he was 18 at the time, wanted to do a proper send-off for the last space shuttle mission. So what he did was he actually built a Lego uh, space shuttle, and then he tied it to a weather balloon, and sent it up into the out, outskirts of space. This seems to be a pretty common thing to do right now. I know that the Mass Effect guys actually sent a copy of the Mass Effect game yeah. into space. Actually, several copies. And apparently on the on its reentry, it got stuck in a tree. So, so they had to get... Uh, it was like on some farmer's land or something like that. And they actually had to get permission to climb up the tree. It, it just went all over the place. Oh, wow. No word on exactly if anything happened like this. But you can see the entire... Sh- uh, The entire trip of the shuttle up into space. But I put the money shot right on the website. You can actually see the little Lego uh, spaceship actually on the verge of uh, escaping the atmosphere there. So I thought it was pretty awesome. Right. Uh, The next little thing, uh, this, I, I showed this to Steve a little bit earlier. DARPA has created a robot that they're calling the Cheetah. And uh, it is capable of running at 18 miles an hour. It's a four-legged, independent, biped—or not bipedal. It's a four-legged, independently controlled robot. The average human can run anywhere from 12 miles an hour to 15 miles an hour. Now, this is like sprinting. This is high speed, fast as you can go, all out sprinting. The robot is now capable of overtaking us. So, so what, are, what are your thoughts on that one?
1: Yeah, be afraid, be very afraid.
0: Yeah, so I, I we sh- I showed you a couple other robots. <laughs> uh, what the other ones that we I showed you was a uh, big dog, I think. That yeah, was, that was the one that can uh, you can basically kick this thing and it it just it it won't die. Uh, then there was the sea snake, which I don't even know the name of the robot for that one. It is a robot. I think that one freaked me out more than any of the other ones.
1: Yeah, I would I would have to agree.
0: It, it was swimming in a giant pool, and it 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 was. Undulating is the only word you can use. It was really kind of just like swiggling all over the place, and it just didn't look—it didn't look right at all. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I think with a robot capable of actually hitting 18 miles an hour, I think we should pretty much call it a day. Yeah. Start handing out shotguns and uh, start using Etch sketches again. <laughs> all right, next little thing that we got for you here. I also showed this around to some people today. Google, without much fanfare, has killed the Android market. And they've opened up something called Google Play. But they've also killed Google Music, Google Books, and Google everything else. It's now just all Google Play. Um, what are your thoughts on that one?
1: Speechless. I mean, <laughs> what? I, I, I don't think it's, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I, I, don't, know. I, I don't get it. No, that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. It's just, you know, of course, if you want to put everything together, you know, yeah, do it that way, but... Something better than Google Play. I guess.
0: It it it. I I understand trying to rebrand yourself. I like the the new logo looks kind of fun, but it's I don't know. It's missing something. I liked Google Music, and you know the, the Google Play doesn't tell what service you're using. It doesn't tell anything, and it, I kind of. It just kind of misses the mark. I mean, they even redid the Google Books logo, and it just looks goofy now. So, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Google's products. I like their stuff. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll take everything with a grain of salt. So, I'm, I'm already into their uh, hierarchy for a little bit of money, the Android, but we'll, we'll see exactly where this goes. I really don't know how to take it yet, because there honestly was no anf- no fanfare, and they did it on the same day that the iPad was released, mm-hmm. but, but we'll get to that in a couple yeah. minutes. All right, in fact, we're going to get to that right now. This is probably one of the creepiest uh, cases I've ever seen for an iPad. This is, ca- this is called the uh, Siri case. The only thing that you can do is actually use Siri when you have this. It, uh, the only button that is actually available on this thing is the button that activates Siri. It's the little button down at the front. So, it's that's it. It's supposed to be in honor of Siri. You can't use the actual uh, phone when it's on there. I kind of think if they had flipped it around and made it more
1: of like a, uh, stand? a
0: stand, it would have been a little bit better. Or maybe across the top of it. It's I mean,
1: useless. I mean, I I would say that if it came with a stand and that the face moved during the whole program, I would definitely th- you know consider getting it i mean it's an, it's a pretty neat design, especially for uh what what it's, what it's supposed to be used for but I think you know it needs a little more uh, movement than just that
0: and the price is a little interesting too because it starts at ninety dollars for the one that we're showing on the street the screen right now, which it's a custom 3 d printed screen I can understand that, but it's ninety dollars for a case and then it goes up to a cool three hundred and fifty dollars if you want the shiny gold edition. Ooh. yeah i'm sorry i'd get a C c uh, c3po toy before i do that yeah actual mint in the box from the 70s and it would cost less than 350 you could probably make that by yourself right you now. could probably make that by- <laughs> I, we don't have a 3d printer yet unfortunately that's the one bit of uh, digital fabrication that we don't currently have up and running but i got a laser cutter and a whole bunch of other stuff to play around. So that about wraps up the uh, geekcraft section here at the Caffeination Podcast. We're diving into Steve's world. You ready? I'm ready. All right, let me let me make sure I have your uh, your, your theme music in there, and then I got to make sure it plays. <sighs> Nothing is actually working today. I apologize to everybody. It's a work in progress. We'll fix it in post. That's what I'll say. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> Hey out there everybody, there is no... <laughs> I have no idea what I usually say to introduce your show. Nah, I forget myself. Alright. This is Steve's World. This is Steve's World. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and of course we'll start off with uh, some fun facts that I found online. Uh, we'll start off with something that I actually never knew. The fact that uh, eating boogers is good for you. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually good for your immune system. And what it is is uh, mucus filters airborne contaminants, and eating uh, the boogers helps uh, your immune system become your immune system stronger to fight off all the contaminants. So uh, if you're a uh, booger picker, keep picking. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, and then we'll uh, stick with the nose for this one. Uh, the medical name. I didn't know there was a medical name for a runny nose, but apparently the medical name for a runny nose is rhinorrhea yeah i i got i i usually have lots of funny
0: quips for this kind of stuff i got nothing just, right now
1: there, there's no puns or
0: nothing no, there's, there's no puns
1: there's there's i mean you
0: can call somebody s for brains and but i mean that's about it and this is a family friendly show i know but
1: yeah so uh Any, anything else that that's that tasty Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I got one more fact, but it's got nothing to do with the, you know, the nose at all or anybody. It's just, you know, a little fun fact of one of the favorite movies I've had, which was, uh, Home Alone, which everybody has seen. So, uh, a couple of facts from there was the fact that uh, when Marv has a tarantula on his face, he isn't actually screaming. That was uh, placed in there afterwards. He's not screaming? No, he's not screaming uh, because it would risk being bitten by the tarantula. Okay,
0: that's actually really funny, and you know what? I think it's actually good that you had the uh, all the stuff with the nose at the beginning of this because you yes. do have a
1: nose for news. Oh, what well, can I? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I know I it was coming something. somewhere. I would find something, <laughs> and uh, I'll give I'll give you two more facts. At Home Alone, <laughs> uh, just to even it out, uh, when Harry attempts to bite off Kevin's finger, Joe Pesci's character actually bites Macaulay Culkin's finger, leaving a scar on his finger. So he has a scar to this day. Yes.
0: So Mil- Mila Kunis could. Uh, uh, Tell us if that was true or not. Yeah. The... Apparently there's a new big story out. I don't know if anybody cares, but there was a big story out that she, she can't find a date.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're all going to agree to uh, disbelieve that yeah, one. of course. <laughs> and uh, we'll go with one more that uh, Joe Pesci's character, Harry, was actually offered to uh, none other than Robert De Niro, but he denied it. And I, I can't picture Robert De Niro on Home Alone.
0: No, I can't picture him doing that either. But what else was he doing at the time? Because I mean, if I mean, if maybe he was doing a lot of dramatic roles or something like that, you could see him because he went. He did meet the parents and all the ones after that. Yeah, he might have been, but into, they weren't like,
1: that... casino and stuff. Because this ah. happened in like nineteen. This the movie came out in nineteen ninety. So around that time was those kind of movies, so the <laughs> movies and all that. Okay, I, yeah, I could see
0: that. Yeah, I would probably uh, turn that down if I was him. Yeah, of yeah. course.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And uh, next we'll come up with something I'm, uh, I'm patiently not waiting for. <laughs> now I'm actually waiting for a, a, a lot since I've heard it. Assassin's Creed 3, which is actually going to take place in none other than my favorite time, uh, the uh, American Revolutionary. Uh, the American Revolution, I'm sorry. I uh, was
0: unaware that that was
1: your favorite time period. It was. I, I know a lot about it, and uh, to this day I still read up on it. And, uh, yeah, after, uh, when you watch the trailer, you notice that he has a couple of uh, new uh, tools that he carries around with him. A uh, bow and arrow, and a tomahawk. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, you also notice that, um, I was reading up on it, and of course, uh, uh, during the video, you see, uh, like, wolves attack. I, think, uh, I believe it's a, either a, a wounded person or a dead person, and uh, they attack it. So, uh, apparently nature is involved in this as well. That's pretty cool, too. So, October uh, 30th is the uh, official uh, release date of it. And a uh, so- week after that, I'll tell you how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it is it an actual tomahawk or is it more like a, a warhammer,
0: like an Iroquois warhammer?
1: It, I think... It might be a Warhammer. I mean, uh, they call it a Tomahawk, but it might be a Warhammer.
0: I'm going to have to watch the video now. I I didn't see that the trailer was up. That's going to be so awesome.
1: Yeah, and then uh, we'll move right along with the video games and uh, tell you how Darkness 2 was, and uh, I'll tell you what. I didn't play the first one, but you know what? I, I don't know if I'd go back to play the first one, but the second one was actually really good. It's been probably one of the best games I've played since... It's been a while. I'd say it's been a while.
0: So, it was, so when you say good, are you saying like it was innovative, or are you saying that it was just enjoyable for what it was? I mean, there's a
1: lot of like. V- I think you know what I think it was enjoyable for what it was. It's not one of those games where you know what I'm anticipating the third. I want to go in and play the you know, get the third right away. Not like Assassin's Creed where you know every time it comes out I'm I'm just shaking to go get it. <laughs> uh, this was a good game. You know the the gameplay was great. The uh, storyline was pretty good. But it's just one of those things that, you know what, it's like, you enjoy it, but after after you're done with it, it's like, you know, what else is there to do with it? Okay, You know, cool. of course there's other features in the game, you know, Vendettas, you know, uh, there's a new Game Plus, which I haven't tried out yet. But, you know, it's, like I said, the uh, the storyline's pretty good, the uh, gameplay's not too bad, and the graphics are pretty nice as well.
0: Awesome. So I can't wait to read the full review on that one. Yeah, and that we... should
1: be ready for uh, next
0: week. And we have another thing that we're going to announce here, would you like to say it?
1: Uh, I think you should.
0: Okay. Well the, he we here at the Caffeination Podcast have been gifted with a with a lovely giveaway copy of the Darkness Two. So all you have to do is send an email to Caffeination at gmail dot com over the next two weeks. I'd say two weeks is good. We'll give you two weeks. So on the the first day of spring on the first day of spring we will announce the winner that is the 21st of march i was going to do beware the ides of march but you know, that's that's a little too too short of a turnaround time mm. all you have to do is fire an email off to caffeination@gmail.com and in your subject line put the darkness that's it hmm. so Figure you know you can you can write you can beg you can do whatever else you want in the uh, body of the email. We'll read any of the funny stories that you put anything like that on the on the show itself. But uh, we're gonna put everybody's name in a hat. We're gonna uh, we're going to uh, pull a winner, and then you will get it. So uh, whatever platforms it is available for, which is the PC, PS3, and Xbox 360, all platforms are possibly are are available. We will get the uh, review or the uh, not the review copy because uh, that's ours. But uh, you know, we get the. <laughs> You, you will get your own vert copy sent directly to you. So that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. I, I like being able to offer this kind of thing. Oh,
1: yeah, it's definitely awesome. And hopefully then, uh, later on in the year we'll get a lot more to send out.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to post up the review, and then we're also going to post up another uh, con- uh, an article probably tomorrow morning announcing the contest. So if you are listening to the Caffeination either tonight or tomorrow morning, you get an early jump on the lead so you can get in there and get your story uh, crafted up and running. That's right. So, uh, it's kind of fun. That's why you stop by on Wednesday nights there. Exactly.
1: All and, right. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll end Steve's world for the night with uh, a tool that I saw that actually uh, I found on uh, a website I, I read into, Geekology.com. Uh, dot com. It's geekology. <laughs> And it's actually something from a different website, which I uh, read into, uh, thinkgeek.com. But, you know, the graphics on the, this website for the what the tool is is actually better.
0: <laughs> yeah, ThinkGeek does a really poor job sometimes,
1: like, showcasing the products. Yeah. But uh, what we're talking about here is uh, the Dead on Annihilator, which is a zombie apocalypse survival tool. Which, of course, you know, what else would we be talking about uh, during an episode? <laughs> and, uh, you know what, it i looked at it you know what it it actually looks pretty neat i thought about getting it myself and uh, basically what involves with this tool is a a bottle opener a uh, multi-purpose wrench a nail puller an axe a a chisel and uh, apparently it's uh the the balance is precise uh, so you won't get tired uh, carrying it around
0: so so is it balanced so you can throw it
1: Maybe I think so. I I might have to uh get it just to throw and See, if, 40 bucks. 40. Eh, well, you know the zombie apocalypse is coming soon enough. <laughs> the
0: the weird thing about this is the only thing that really seems out of or, out of order on the entire thing is a bottle opener. <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of like w- when you're looking at a Swiss Army knife mm-hmm. And you see like the corkscrew, or you see like the, that funky little uh, pin that ends up in some of them. you're like, "Okay, I can see an understanding why I would need a big knife, why I would need a little knife, a serrated knife, But how often do I really need a corkscrew when I 'm camping, unless you're camping with a lot of French people." <laughs> We oui. oh, see. Oh, you need the corkscrew. But at that point, I mean, if a zombie apocalypse comes on and I have a bottle that I can't open, I'm putting it on the side of something and putting the bottle down.
1: I'm doing the old frat trick. <laughs> I wasn't even in a frat. But you never know. That, that bottle, opener, bottle opener can be used for many more things than just a bottle opener. All right, you need to name me five. I'll get back to you on that. All right. So next week, Steve's going to come back
0: with five things that you can do with a bottle opener. That's right. <laughs> All right, and thank you for that wonderful visit to Steve's World. That's right. <laughs> All right, now we have some food and caffeinated bits, then we will send you out on your way in this rather disjointed episode. I'm, I'm still hazy. I still can't think i have uh issues concentrating tonight so i apologize all over all right this next thing is a video of a 771 pound corkscrew that is the most complex corkscrew that i've ever seen this you are not going to find on a swiss army knife Over at device.com, you can see this wonderful little contraption. It is made entirely out of brass. It is crank, and gingerly and gently takes a wine cork out and then pours the glass of wine for you. So, I I, I think it's a little bit more than a corkscrew at that point. (laughs) I think so. This is the kind of, like, if I'm going to spend a lot of money, I want it to pour the wine for me. In fact, I'd like it to actually suggest cheeses that should go with the wine at that point. I think this is really cool. Obviously, this is an art piece. It's, it really doesn't have any, any place in your home. You're not going to find this on the end of a zombie apocalypse tool. <laughs> Although, I'm pretty sure you could kill a zombie by throwing it out a window. Oh, yeah, of course. Zombie kill of the week? Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next little thing we got for you here. Uh, I'm pretty enthused for this. This is the world's first cupcake atm you put money into this and it spits a cupcake out it's pink my only my only uh complaint against it other than the fact that it's giving out stale cupcakes for four dollars i mean (laughs) let's let's really be honest if i want a cupcake atm i will go upstairs and make my cupcakes and I will give it less money than it costs to do this. I, I, I like the idea of uh, of food-borne dispensers, but cupcakes are something that need to be enjoyed fresh.
1: Yeah, I mean, I you know what? I don't mind, you know, I think it's a good idea, of course, but, uh, you know, where are they putting it, and you know, how old the cupcakes that are inside? I mean...
0: I've, I've seen some uh, wonderful places and hospitals and things like that that have uh, ding-dongs and ho-hos from who knows when. <laughs> so, I mean, it, I think it all depends on the freshness factor here.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's outside of a uh, bakery, then, you know, of course, you know, you definitely use it. But uh, at the same time, you can probably just walk in and... You yeah. know
0: what, if you put one of these in front of a dorm... You would clean up. I mean,
1: if you thought $4 coffee sold at Starbucks,
0: cupcakes would go at 3 a.m. When people come back with the beer munchies (laughs) and all the other kinds of munchies that you can muster. But, I mean, right now there's a truck on campus called Insomnia Cookies. They open in the afternoon and into the night. The cookies are like this, and they're soft. Like, they fall apart in your hands. They're fantastic. (laughs) So I can see where something like this would would, uh, clean up. It's just a little... Scary to see a uh, stale cupcake for four dollars a thing.
1: How scary is that? (laughs) Yeah, the next thing that
0: we have is more than a little scary, but I also kind of think that it's more than a little awesome. This is a chocolate skull. It looks just like a real skull, and it kinda is. The artist involved, Marina, actually uh, Marina Malvada. I apologize if I butcher anybody's name, but I'm pretty sure that one's close. But uh, she's a artist from Quebec. Uh, Canada, and she actually took a cast of a real human skull, a plaster cast of a real human skull, and then through the relief uh, molding process actually created a candy mold out of it. It is filled with a uh, mix of Belgian dark and milk chocolates so that each skull actually looks a little bit unique. The price for these things comes in at $200 a skull. That is pretty steep.
1: Yeah,
0: But if you're talking it looks like a real skull and you're gonna have like and It depends on how big it i mean obviously it's the same size as a human skull maybe a little bit smaller depending on how much uh, information was lost in the casting process but i mean you're talking like a fraction of an inch how heavy is this thing so i mean i think that would probably weigh into my decision to actually you know two hundred dollars i don't have two hundred dollars but that's an awesome gift either way. And I have, this, I have this, this thing that's like, you like the American Revolution, I love bones, and I love skulls. And it's like I have an entire notebook from human paleontology filled up with sketching different primate skulls. So, so uh, the foramen magnum, hole in the bottom of your skull. Now you know. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite part of the body.
1: It's the weirdest thing. You know what, though? If that came in a really cool box, I'd spend the $200.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think maybe if it comes, in, I'm not even thinking like a coffin. It needs to come in like a case, like a transplant would come in.
1: I think it needs to come into like a like a human head case. And what you do is you open. So it So you're up. a head case. There you go. I, I
0: I would like that. I mean, I yeah, it, you know, so you want it to be shaped like an actual mannequin or something like
1: that. Right, and what you do is in order to open it, you you, you know, you just open grip, up the head. You grip it. That's <laughs> right. You just grip it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you reach toothbrush the guy. <laughs> so, I, how cool would that be if you could, like, do a. I mean, that would obviously be more expensive. You could custom make a mannequin to look like you so that you could rip your own head off and eat your own skull.
1: Well, you know, even better, it'd be like a squirrel and just, like, crack the head open and take the Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I Yeah, how cool would that be if it had, like, a candy center? That'd
1: be. That'd I mean, be. well,
0: technically, it does have a candy center, but, I mean, imagine, like, a really gooey, like, talking somewhere around, like, the consistency of, like, a cherry cordial. Oh, my God, that would be fantastic. Oh, yeah, of like, course. Pop that, <laughs> pop that sucker over to have it bleed all over the place. That would be some tasty skull. All right, now for tasty to go to horrifying. Uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, I, I know I've talked to some people, I can't remember if I actually mentioned on the actual podcast, Pink Slime. It's this wonderful product that apparently has been going into a lot of preformed patties, which is why you will never see another preformed patty in my house. But um, McDonald's and a couple other places had these things. uh, Pink slime is basically bits of the cow and tendons and connective tissues and stuff that you normally wouldn't eat trimmings. We've both worked in meat rooms. There's trimmings that uh, that come off the end of things that should get swept into the bin and just shuffled off to Buffalo. So what they do is they grind them into a fine pulp. Then they mix them with things that are pretty, pretty uh, bad. There's ammonia treated meat and then they they come with all of these other kinds of one thing uh, wonderful things Uh, yeah the the stuff that they're using is actually ammonium hydroxide it's to help kill the salmonella E. coli and could possibly technically also cause cancer Hmm. well that's all mixed into this wonderful little pink slime that they had been putting into McDonald's and Burger King patties for years and McDonald's and Burger King's basically came out and said yeah you know what not so much with the slime thanks for everybody telling on us we're not going to do that anymore Well, wrap it around to the USDA now thinking that this is a good idea to give to kids in their lunches. So they've bought 7 million pounds of this controversial pink slime, and they are going to be distributing it into our country's school lunch programs. Um, yeah, the whole healthier lunches at school thing is more than a little bit uh, distasteful, and I'm all fine with mystery meat, depending on the fact that the mystery is actually solvable. Um... Yeah this is This is beyond rough I'm actually a little bit Disgusted by it And let's just hope That you know With a little bit of uh, Publicity That this goes the way Of the Buffalo as well Yeah So uh, this is just This is distasteful to, to, To meet To beat the band Alright, now the next little thing we have for you here is an absolutely wonderful video on how's the proper way to make espresso. It's from over dear Coffee, I Love You. It's called Madcap's Method Espresso. It is a wonderful little step, step, step right down the way to 2 minutes and 48 seconds. It's a beautifully constructed video on how to properly make and tamp espresso. How much espresso you should use in the mix, everything. And that kind of brings us to the next thing which is something that I'm really upset that I didn't have the the available money for at the time, but I cannot wait for these products to actually be released. They are the the wonderful ZPM espresso machines. These are like fine grain control over espresso that it's it's entirely uh, uh, products that are basically milled out of one block of aluminum. It's a custom-designed water block. There's all these really cool things that are up in a row. They made $369,000 in their Kickstarter campaign out of a proposed $20,000 that they needed to get up and running. Wow. I think they're doing good work. Yeah. And rather than selling a machine that is, you know, like six or seven hundred dollars to make a really fine espresso, they're hoping to bring one in at three hundred and fifty. Three hundred and fifty is a nut I could crack. Way down the line, saving up the money for it. I could I could see myself buying that. I cannot see myself at any point in time in my life, especially with children at home, buying a $700 machine. That's, that's beyond. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. I would like to share it. And then uh, I think that about wraps it up for the, uh, the food and caffeinated bits. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, we're going to leave you with our final thought. It's an absolutely wonderful video that that uh, I showed Steve a little while ago it's called trike drifting it's <laughs> I'm not going to play it here on the show I'm going to let you on, go on over there and actually check it out it's unbelievable it's a bunch of guys who you custom made big wheels for big people as I was explaining to my son and it's it's set to a music they actually tow behind uh, a, a van going up a hill and then they basically drift down a uh, curvy hill in the middle of California These are custom made big wheels I'm thinking we might have a project for the summer I think so And you know what, I'm pretty sure we could get to drive Oh, of course <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the fact that in the video just you need, The thing you need to put in your head is when they spin out It looks like Mario
1: Kart Yes
0: <laughs> So alright, that about wraps it up here for today's episode Thank you very much for sticking around Sorry it was so disjointed Hopefully we'll be able to edit out all the whistling and dog barking <laughs> But you never can tell. Well, well, you never can tell. You might go to heaven or you might go to well, well. All right. Yeah, that's a Boy Scout song from a long time ago. I don't know why it surfaced at that point. But you know what? I'm working with flawed equipment over here. All right. Thank you ever so much for listening. This has been Caffeination number 523, the Manly Skulls edition. That's <laughs> right. So we have a lot of fun stuff. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you're looking for me, it's at at com.
1: Or steve at caffeination.com.
0: Yeah, or you can email caffeination at gmail.com. Remember to enter the Darkness 2 contest. Just all you have to do is email the darkness to caffeination at gmail.com, and you will be entered into the wonderful contest to win your choice of game. And that about wraps it up, so you can find the rest of this stuff over at www.caffination.com. Thanks for listening, and stay caffeinated, people.